The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Hey, buddies, just a friendly reminder that all September is Pro Wrestling Scorecards Month here on Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Pro Wrestling Scorecards is a pen and paper party game for major wrestling events. Compete with your friends or enemies, predicting match results and bonus questions using a PWS scorecard to determine your group's prediction champion and get everyone way more invested in the action. PWS creates scorecards for all WWE, NXT, and AEW events with even more promotions coming soon. Pro Wrestling Scorecards has begun testing their mobile-friendly digital scorecard and online community. For more info, follow PWS on Twitter and Facebook at PWScorecards or visit them at ProWrestlingScorecards.com. And now, enjoy the show. Hey buddies. Hey buddies. Tis I, Marty. Tis I, Sarah. What the heck? And this is Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling on the MLW Radio Network. Baba booey, baba booey. Uh, Sarah, we have uh, quite a week to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to first of all thank all the buddies out there who purchased my comedy album. Oh, your comedy album that is number one on the comedy charts on iTunes today? Thank you. Debuting. Uh, and I want to thank everybody who who bought it who listened who wrote nice reviews who knocked I, the lonely islands album from 2011 yeah. out of the number one spot which life is weird you know what those are all 4.99 i noticed a lot yeah. of those old ones that are hanging out but yeah. hey yours is 9.99 it's the, the best, best 9.99 in the comedy biz uh but for real thank you to everybody i appreciate it i am uh humbled and uh and it was a, a great night of comedy and i hope everyone likes it um shout out to uh, jimmy d that's the one person i haven't thanked yet is ring announcer jimmy d uh who just tore it up at Rushed the beginning it. of the show it was fantastic and during the show i don't know if his uh call and response moment it, when yes made it into yes the, it did all right, well, yes it did interessante so you'll have listen. to listen to find out what we're talking about also uh thank oh, you but i'm so proud of you hey thanks a lot i appreciate it uh also head over to marty and sarah loverwrestling.com uh, we've got new pins on the way. We've yes, got old pins the making their triumphant return. Did you get the? Never mind. We'll talk business. Wow. Later. <laughs> hey man, you got to save that for that later. I forgot that I wasn't just talking to you. You got to save that for later. Yeah. But head over to Marty and Sarah LoveWrestling.com. <laughs> grab some merch. I just shipped out a whole bunch of stuff. Who you did or uh, I did. did you? Was Marty oh, in the warehouse? Marty in the out? warehouse. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. Like, it, it, if it wasn't him, you can be honest. But if it was him, he should get the credit. You well, know? I mean, he brings them up to my desk, and then I, I take them to the you, post you office. You put your stamp on them. I put them in my bag, my satchel. Yeah, your I mail satchel. To, and I walk to the post office. What do you and Marty in the warehouse talk about? Uh, Just music. Oh, that's right. Yeah, He's a big music. music head. Also, I've got a little uh, baby side project called Make Us a Mixtape with me. And my friend Paul, and that's uh, available wherever you get your eye, eye wherever you get podcasts. your podcast and all that stuff. It's just a fun little music podcast that uh, if you want to listen, give it a shot. No big deal. No pressure. Also, last but not least, and you buddies have been knocking this out of the park. We appreciate it so much. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon, a patron, Jesus, Jesus, uh, can you tell it's been a long of the Patreons, a patron, patreon.com slash Marty and Sarah. I cannot thank you all enough for doing this. It, uh, it means the world to us. Nathan has his forthcoming, uh, Starcast review. Yes. Uh, and then we'll be putting some other fun content up and out over there. So, yes. uh, join for all the audio extras, $5 and above. But even if you donate, uh, anything, $1, $2, we'll still put out stuff that you will also be able to access. We That's just appreciate right. your support. And the Starcast people let us know that they are 
uh, editing our show and sending it on over. So we'll throw that up. That's going to be a big winner. I had so much fun at that show. That is a good one. And last but not least, if you want to grab a brand new Chicago Heart Wrestling shirt, they are up at rumbleboys.com or prowrestlingtees.com slash Marty and Sarah. Actually, last but not least, if you want to get a bunch of Hallmark holiday classics uh, through Yankee Candle, so it's not Hallmark at all, yeah. uh, our little buddy Dina is doing a school fundraiser, and you can get that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Dina is the best. D-I-N-A is the best, all lowercase. Uh, I just ordered a whole pack of holiday goodies, and all the um, proceeds go to a good cause, and then also uh, you'll make Dina's day. There you go. Our dear friend Eric Shorey uh, wrote an article this week about women in commentary yeah. in professional wrestling. We'll tweet that out. If we haven't already, we'll do it again. I quote tweeted it um, a couple days ago and tagged the uh, lady commenta- commentators that were in there alongside me. It was very nice and uh a sweet look um, at pro wrestling. Also some divisive opinions on Jim Cornette in there. <laughs> and, and speaking of women doing commentary, this woman across from me on our couch will be commentating for Black Label Pro Wrestling. Turbo Graps. This Saturday, Turbo Graps 16, a tournament, two shows, followed by a GCW show. Dave Prezak is doing a whole lot of commentating that day. He was going to have to drive back and forth to two venues and then black label uh moved the show to the same location and that's actually saving a lot of uh trips for a lot of people so that'll be a fun day of wrestling uh if you get there and stay i will be in the crowd watching and loving wrestling as i am wont to do Mm -hmm. oh and if all goes well there will either be another exclusive sneak peek of the new um wrestling tv show that i have on independent wrestling tv cws nice um there'll either be a sneak preview or uh we might just freaking up and air the whole episode we'll see wow we'll call it in the ring i love it also there's going to be a celebrity buddy uh, in the a, a VIP day one buddy. Oh, yep. At the show, but we'll keep it. But I'm going to keep now. that Mom's one a secret Lord. because a lot of the wrestlers don't know he or she mm-hmm. is going to be there. Sarah, this past weekend, I uh, jumped on a plane with Colt Cabana and we she headed sure to North Carolina for <laughs> five dollar wrestling's Calgary Stampede. First of all, it was supposed to be live on iPay-Per-View. I apologize to anybody who had to wait for a a delayed service. We did get to watch the first maybe five or six minutes. You saw me capture the UCWF 24-7 I did not see that part, but I saw it. It's uh, on. I tweeted that out, too. We watched it. We watched it the other night. Listen, uh, if you get to see it. We got a title winner across from me on the couch. The fact of the matter is it's on high spots and it's such a fun show i'm not trying to toot my own horn it was one of the most fun main events that i've seen ever it was so good i okay throughout the day we get to the venue uh we picked up joey at the airport joey janella joey the good boy joey gentile uh everybody was there hanging out it was going to be a real fun show he starts going over stuff with jeff hart and i'm thinking jeff's not going to remember any of this there's talk of we're going to do this this and this and i'm just thinking there's no way there's just no way this is all going to happen so then we start doing the show and there's a little glitch here or there whatever and where you can hear us kind of goofing on it when we're doing the iPay-per-view and then all of a sudden i see twitter and it's just like everyone's like it's frozen it's frozen we can't it's frozen see it. yeah, so yeah, bummed yeah. we tried to fix it we tried to reboot it, it was some issues with well the... then we could see the video but there was no audio yeah so Apparently. i kept it on but i didn't focus too hard because i kind of wanted to like 
hear it with, I don't know, the commentary. Jake was trying to do everything he could. Michael from High Spots trying to, oh, they were trying to take care of High everything Spots they team. could. I felt so bad for them. Unfortunately, they couldn't. But in the uh, in the during the show, they thought we got to stall a little bit. So Jeff Hart went out and cut a 20-plus minute promo <laughs> that is going to be put up on YouTube. It is fantastic. He challenged Colt. He challenged <laughs> anybody who will listen. Uh, I think John Cena. There was a moment where I think the audio cut in and we heard him challenging Colt. And yeah. then, or no, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was that people were from the show were tweeting that he challenged Colt. And everyone was like, what's happening? We got to know. Uh, I mean, all the matches were so fun. New debuts. Uh, Mr. New Thunder. Mr. Thunderbolt. Mr. Thunderbolt. Mr. Thunderbolt. An amazing intro. Opening by Princess America. It's now my favorite song. <laughs> It was something else. The sixth man, little Donnie, almost got his face broken in with a uh, moonsault by Hardcore Terry Houston. But in the main event, the big match, the match everyone's talking about. You said it had such a big match feeling. Sarah, it had a big fight feel. We watched uh, Clash of Champions, and I was like, I gotta be honest. None of these matches feel as Carry the emotional weight of Jeff Hart versus the good boy Joey They really don't. They had this match, and again, I'm commentating, but I'm also watching as a fan, thinking there's just no way that Jeff Hart is going to be able to keep up. Jeff Hart, too, in his pink singlet, and his belly just like hanging over his... His singlet doused in Canada Dry. Doused in Canada Dry, and then he's got these big, wide, long boys. They're like if somebody dyed Okada's pants black and stretched them sideways. I absolutely love it. It was amazing to watch. From an outsider who, who did not see it live, what were your thoughts? First of all, there's a woman who steals the show multiple times by being so just terrified by what's happening. She hides in the bathroom at I one wish, point. I wish I knew what her what her relation was to Jeff. It's she either, looked young. I don't know. I don't know. But, but there's no reason he couldn't bring home like a young lady hey, if he was. You listen, know? Jeff's a, a superstar, and he can uh, he could probably do some. It was damage. just like it was like you said like. He seemed like he was going to get blown up pretty early on. Yes. And there are some fun moments I where mean, his did, chops really listen, lose a little bit of their saying, luster. I'm not saying Jeff Hart was going toe-to-toe with a AEW superstar. No, but what it was was like the gymnastics of Joey Janela working with someone who's like just bringing this completely different energy yes and seeing how both of them shined at what they were supposed to do you know yes, yes like because nobody do. is expecting jeff hart to run the match no that's joey's job and joey fucking knocked it out of the park but jeff hart he couldn't have knocked it out of the park if jeff hart wasn't pitching jeff you know? hart played his part brilliantly it was such a great match the way it was laid out, Jake Manning absolutely laid out an amazing night of There's action. There's also an extremely fun thing for uh, when Jake Manning is holding the mic on someone doing a promo mm-hmm. and it's good. Mm-hmm. He gets the devil in his eyes like in such a fun way. Oh, he's where misbehaving. He's, he's misbehaving. Plug your favorite song, Sarah, real quick. Uh, my favorite song of the week is Misbehaving, written for and available on YouTube from the um, HBO Righteous Gemstones show that I keep raving about. They wrote a song that sounds like a childhood Christian hit that I would have grown up listening to. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And I think I probably watched that video, oh, I don't know, two dozen times. It was wonderful. Yeah. It's a wonderful song. Misbehaving. I can't stop singing it in my head. Running anyway. through the house with a pickle in my mouth. You were right, though. Jake 
uh, and, and watching Jake pulled, run the show. Yeah. And the, it's, he it's, pulled it out. Honestly, it's like dealing with a bunch of little kids. We're going over everything. We have a little production meeting. And then afterwards, everybody starts doing this. Do you think it would be cool if I came and did commentary with you guys? Do you think it would be cool if I won instead of him? Do you think maybe I'm not getting enough <laughs> attention? In the, and Jake's just like, I, I can't. We're not going over this. This is this what is it is. Show. This is what it is. <laughs> and it's so wild. Like I, I listen they were to these. I listen to like old like you know guest booker. Uh, DVDs or I've read books and so and you just like you need a booker who no one will question them and a lot of times like in the past they'd be like you need a former wrestler that way everyone respects them and they're just like I'm afraid of him not, I'm not gonna mess with Ollie Anderson I mean these ding dongs were just like what if instead of that I did this and God, it was like I can't so fun. imagine like what bookers go through yeah. like I've I only put together events that are like pretty few and far between like the uh, improv show that we did with Colt Cabana before we recorded last week yes it was real easy to get everybody there and on the same page and even though every single person is a pro there's still the stress of like right we got to get everyone in a room together what if, we got to explain that we're doing what if right before we went out I go hey I know Colt was supposed to, it's like Colt's the centerpiece but I think I should be the centerpiece I feel like, Marty what are you it's doing the, it's not the time to do this it's not the time but anyway, it was a fantastic show. Please check it out. If Zach Thompson wanted to give Cole the stunner instead I mean, of doing improv with I him, was for do that. you think it'd be cool? I would be. I would be all for that. Also, shout out to our buddy Nick and his lovely lady. They came to the Laugh Factory and Comedy Sports to see us perform. Dude, we had such what a good a, time. A Nick's got the um, Chicago wrestling heart tattoo on his arm. I got to see it it's live in person. It's a big boy. And that was literally, without him coming to me and asking as a, a custom piece of art for that drawing, we wouldn't have the Chicago wrestling heart shirt. So you can thank Nick Cubs on Twitter for that. There you go. Yeah, it was just a pleasure to see them. And uh, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie on Monday nights at Comedy Sports is just an evergreen shout out to that show. It's so fun and silly. And that'll be out as a podcast, right? Yes. Awesome. We'll let you know because we... We'll tweet and... Yeah, we, we... Man, we shoehorned as much wrestling as we could into that oh, show. Oh, we cut it up. Also, Kenny Herzog wrote a great article on MLW Court's pro wrestling company for The Ringer. It's a fantastic article. Uh, really puts uh, MLW into perspective and kind of gives them the praise they deserve as being this uh, comp- this you know this little company that could and now they're a, a big deal and they're wheeling It's been and really fun to watch them grow. It's awesome. It's a great show. Uh, week after week, episodic television. It's the perfect length of a show. Mm-hmm. I wish every show was just an hour. Pay-per-view's coming up in November. We will be there in person in Chicago. I'm going. You going? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think so. I'm going. I don't have my phone near me, but I'll put yeah. it in my calendar. I think I, I always put shows in my I calendar. I have it in my calendar, and I've I've refused bookings that day. Wow. People have said, may I book you? I said, I refuse your booking. Speaking of bookings, uh, this Saturday night, you've got shows all over town I after do. Turbo Graps. I will be making it out to IO at 10.30 p.m. as part of uh, Pod Slam. And uh, that's happening at 10.30. But then if you stick around afterward, I'm going to be part of the Royal Rumble as well. And Mm -hmm. I will have a magnificent guest co-host because you will be booked solid with shows. Uh, Andy Fleming, who's been a longtime friend of the podcast. I think 80% of his wardrobe is Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling shirts. Yes. Uh, He's going to be on the show talking to some buddies, telling some stories. Little boy Andy grew up in Memphis. His dad Mm -hmm. was the big furniture dealer in Memphis. And hired Jerry the King Lawler to be the spokesman for that yep. furniture company for Fleming's Furniture. 
And Andy had never seen any of these commercials, and I was watching old Memphis wrestling videos on YouTube, and they have the commercials in them, which I love. And I just kept them on, and all of a sudden I hear, I'm Andy Fleming. Come to Fleming's Furniture. And he met uh, Lawler, all the wrestlers. Star of the commercial. So wild. Yeah, so it's going to be really fun to uh, sit side by side with him and talk some wrestling. And uh, Pod Slam, all the profits go to Connor's Cure, which is uh, all over WWE this month. And uh, it's just going to be a fun night for a good cause. There you go. Also, sorry I didn't promote any of your shows. <laughs> friend, no, don't worry about it. They're all sold out. And, and one is private, I can't even talk about. Damn. Um, so there's that. But uh, FBI but, holiday party. But, yes. Buddy of the show, David Bixenspan, wrote two great pieces this week. One, uh, Nick Gage, which got him gang affiliated. He is now a member of MDK. Dude, Nick Gage tweeted it out like he, David Bixenspan is the most gangster dude in the planet. Which, I love it. like, how cool is that? I wonder. I wonder if uh, he'll be wearing a between the sheets shirt when he uh, wrestles for Black Label. I mean, for uh, <laughs> Game Changer Wrestling this weekend. Yeah, you never know. You never. And know. the other one was about American Gladiators, which is a show that I hold near and dear to my <sighs> Me heart. Too. In my head, they were all wrestlers, and they could have just went to the WWE <laughs> and wrestled everybody, and it would have been so awesome. In my head, they were also fighting on the Streets of Rage, which was the video game I was playing at the time that I was watching American Gladiators, and they had a blaze in both. So when, in my mind, my canon, she's the same blaze. When your uh, family watched it, first of all, were you allowed to watch American Gladiators? Oh, big time. Me and you my were. brother looked forward to it. And then afterwards, did you try to play the games yeah kind of we were a big family of we had that terrible couch that everybody had that was like brown with like the wood nubbins and like brown and yellow plaid and uh we would stack up all the couch cushions Mm -hmm. and like just get into fuckery with those and it would be vaguely like tom fuckery we would do like um put all the cushions out and jump obstacle course Mm -hmm. we never had any of those big um sticks that they knock each other around with but yeah we loved that show i remember in my garage we would put a garbage can in the middle and we had this bigger sort of like a nerf ball that was probably about the size of like a softball and we would play this game where you had to like try to get it in there and we would like tackle each other in the garage and i remember well you guys were doing like real hardcore yeah my friend busted his head open pretty good so there was that uh let's get into the the world of wrestling the world wrestling entertainment brand of that uh, they got a lot of the news this week. They had Clash of Champions. And then on Monday night, Sarah, they crowned a new King of the Ring. I told you so. Brad? Yes. How in the world did you know? Listen, you can you can pontificate all you want. Uh-huh. I knew because it was real. You knew Baron Corbin was going to win the King of the Ring. Before any From Jump Street. From 21 Jump Street. I don't even know if you saw the brackets and you predicted a Corbin victory. I didn't even know if he was in it. Yeah. King. Yeah. King Corbin. And then all the imagery was Baron Corbin. Yeah. And they were just, they telegraphed it. I mean. And I'm proud of him. And you know what? What? It's not just me. Randy Orton is proud of him. I saw that. I saw that he's, he's proud of him. multiple tweets. He is. And, he, and and I think a lot of people, this this has been, this King of the Ring tournament has been the best thing that's ever happened to Baron Corbin. He is respected by his peers, by the journalists, yeah, by everybody. Yeah, he I've been saying it forever. Oh, boy. Uh, hold hold on. on. Sarah, please come back to us. 
our little friend DJ. Please watch that TV. It's it might fall. Oh, this is going to be a bad one. So right now DJ is behind our TV, which does not want to. It's a very um, a very dangerous situation. Sarah, I have never seen you just shove Brad deep down. May I summon Brad again? Uh, hey, Brad. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hold on one second. Life gets in the way. Brad, let me see Sarah again. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, why don't you put DJ in the bedroom real quick? I think that I think that's. Do you best. really think? Yeah, I think that's best. I'm going to hold your microphone right there. This has been a. We have been having a real cat week over here at the old Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling headquarters. I think our little friend DJ knows exactly what was going to happen there. Um, we have. It has just been. It has been Crazy Cat Central here. Running behind the TV, knocking it down. That TV will fall over. It's like, uh, well, you know, Brad, will it fall it's, over? it's big and it's not sturdy. It's, it's the de- but I, it's designed to rock. Is it? Yeah, it rocks back and forth. Oh, well, it, may, it scares me. Yeah, I'll show you sometime. Okay, I'll take your word for it. How about that? Hey. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Megan Nick. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. And happy anniversary of being the first king of the ring. Baron well, he's not the Corbin. first. He's not the first. The he's the first, 2019. The first that matters. I mean, would you like him? I like King Booker. Uh, yes, we all love King Booker. King Booker. Now, you saw what Jerry the King Lawler wears. Perf. Would you like... <laughs> would you? Pervert. Would you like Baron to dress like that? If he did it? Yeah. It would be cool with his long belly button. I got to think he's going to wear something. that He's not just going to wear those black jeans and that black tank they top. They made the crown so beautiful. Yeah. It was more beautiful than any of the silly crowns that he pretended he would wear. Yeah. And where are those crowns? I want to see the WWE props room. Yeah. Oh, oh I want to put a little robe on and match. I like it. I want to get a Baron Corbin tattoo. You do? Yeah, like MJF's lion tattoo. Oh, yeah. But it's Baron Corbin and then also like a moon, mm-hmm. like the wolf. Yeah. I miss Wolf Corbin, but if he's oh, got to be. Oh, the lone wolf. If he's got to be king, he's fucking crushing it. Dude. You know what I like to think? That he's got like a a beanie with fake long wet hair that he puts on at home sometimes. They're trying to sell Sarah baseball cap with long straight hair on facebook like oh, oh girl don't do your hair yeah yeah you know what i saw that yet. somebody that somebody i don't know why i want this do you remember in drive that he would wear that mask i didn't see drive you didn't see drive no ah, okay maybe i'll talk to sarah about this sarah didn't see drive oh okay now that's why if she saw it i saw it okay well there was the when when um Ryan, Ryan Gosling was driving a getaway. He would wear this creepy mask that looked very real and looked like a bald guy with a goatee. And they sell those on Amazon. And I kind of am like, I want to buy one. Why? I don't know. Just wear it around. For why? I don't know. To, to fuck with people's minds. Are you okay? Nah, I'm kind of just in a weird place right All now. All that success is going to your head. Buddy, I can't be out in public. And if people see me, I got to wear a fake rubber mask. That's a good enough I'll reason. show you on Amazon and then you'll go, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I'm going out to dinner with my Aunt Ruth. Oh, let me she, tell you what. She came here, picked me up. Aunt Ruth, uh, if she can come on for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to pick me up. People loved Aunt Ruth last week. Ruth? Hey, Bertie. How are you? Oh, just real, real tired. You're tired? Yeah, it said I'd go to dinner, so I'm going to go to dinner. Where are you guys going? Cracker Barrel. Okay. I need to pick up some holiday candles. Oh, okay. Some loosh. 
Look, we haven't even had Halloween, and Sarah already bought a Christmas ornament at Cracker Barrel. What are your thoughts Good, on that? I'm making Christmas ornaments. You are? Selling them on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah? You're on Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, I sell um, You know, you can sell dang near anything on there. How's the turquoise business going? The turquoise Great. jewelry business. So I tie a little red bow. Yeah. Put a turquoise in the middle. Okay. Put a safety pin on the back. Okay. And say where and um promotes awareness. For what? Yeah. Turquoise. Yeah, people like to be aware of stuff. So yeah, right. Say, but what is it? It promotes awareness. A bit of what? Meh. Yeah. Whatever you need to be aware of. <laughs> I mean, okay. People, people repurpose them. Okay. It's for a good cause. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ruth, this is questionable. Yeah. Well, you know. This doesn't sound like a good you, argument. You haven't been an angel. <laughs> I know I'm not an angel, but yeah. I mean, okay. I guess if people buy them, they know what they're getting into. Yeah, promote awareness. Okay, well, it's um, good to be aware, mindful. Yeah, this, yeah. Be mindful you know, of your yep. surroundings. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, All right, me and Brad are gonna go get. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break this down with Sarah when Country you're done. Country boy fried dumplings. Okay. Bye, dear. <laughs> Goodbye, Ruth. Oh, boy. Well, there they go. Hey, I don't know if you heard much of that. It always sounds like I'm underwater. Yeah, so Brad's Aunt Ruth makes, um, like, pins, I guess, like ribbons. Like, you know, some people wear, like, ribbons for certain causes. <laughs> yeah. And I go, well, what is it for? And she just goes, just awareness. <laughs> just to be aware of things. You know, people have <laughs> sold worse things. Yeah, and then she goes, you can assign your own meaning to it. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works, but... Yeah, but, you know, she's opened it up to a real wide audience because everyone's got stuff they need to be aware of. I guess. You know, I'm going to buy one just to be aware of the fact that sometimes DJ's a shit. Sure. Um, I'm aware of these uh, new NXT shirts that dropped today. Oh, wow. In, uh, in, in memory of NXT moving to the USA Network. In memory? In, in honor, honor of. of <laughs> in memory of. I mean, listen. I'm, you know what? I'm going to be honest. RIP some of those designs. I know, and this is what a sweetheart Sarah is. Before we were getting started, I asked her, I go, hey, have you seen those shirts? And she goes, you know, I really don't want to dunk on anybody's work or anything like that. But then I showed her some of them. And I think we both decided. I feel that it very much looks like, um, like the same designs a few times a couple but with of them different are just names. literally they love sideways ovals with like yes. some swirls and a name yes uh yeah it just i felt like you can do anything when yes. you design a shirt sure and i know that a lot of our shirts are just line drawings sure <laughs> but i still like to think there's some like zazz and personality a lot of these kind of looked like one step up from word art i'm thinking but i'm not going to specifically no. say any of the shirts because what if that's like well that I mean, is but somebody's here's a little, shirt but, but here's a little here's a little cheater way to find out some of the shirts that aren't great then they know too because the good shirts the better design shirts are all regular price but the ones that just look like somebody did it on their lunch break buy one get one a dollar or buy one get one for a dollar someone had a great tweet i wish i knew who it was but they did a video kind of like on tiktok were him talking to himself, and he was like, one guy had the hat on, and one guy didn't. And he's like, do you have those all those NXT shirts I asked you to make for today? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're right here. And then he went on his computer and like puts them together real quick. Oh, that Very is kind of what it felt like. It just, to me, it feels like 
There's got to be a better way to do this. You're a gigantic company. I also feel it's like... It's unexcusable. You're a billion-dollar company. This is unexcusable. And also, it's like one of those things where... Inexcusable? Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not one of those people that <laughs> dunks on grammar. Well, thanks for not dunking on me there. Um, But like, I think it would be nice for... It didn't feel as though... And maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong. It didn't feel as though the NXT superstars had much say in what design they got they just kind of have to like deal with whatever shirt i feel like what they a should lot of have them done have had better shirts on the indies i was gonna say what they should have done was said like hey this was my old shirt on pro wrestling tees you know hook it up make hook it, it up. look like that yeah i don't know or like or here's a wild idea get like get those four artists. different people to design <laughs> shirts instead of i don't know how many people are yeah uh. Anyway. But you know, it's tough when you work for a corporation and you get design sure. stuff sure. and then you get all these notes back. Like, I'm sure that probably there are people along this process who are like, oh, God, if you could only have seen the shirt that I yeah. wanted to make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, you know, it's nice they ha at least have a shirt. There's mm -hmm. guys on the main roster who do not have a shirt. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And I think I can tell this story. But Pro Wrestling Tees contacted WWE and they were like, listen, you have wrestlers on your roster that do not have shirts. You should have a store with us or we'll do it through you. You know, you can do it through us or whatever, where if there isn't a, you know, a, um, a Mike Canella shirt, because we're going to talk about him in a second. If there is not a Mike Canella shirt, we'll put up a store. They can buy it on demand, and then we'll. You, that way, you're not like, well, we ordered five thousand Mike Canella shirts. Nobody wants the yeah, goddamn things. That's like, such a smart. Make it on demand. Yeah. Uh, that way, everyone can have a shirt. But you know, didn't take. Hey, what are you gonna do? All right, let's get into this Mike Canella thing. Oh Sarah. my god! So did you see that somebody posted a series of events about the Mike and Maria Canella segment on Reddit? No, please explain. Uh, somebody was like, somebody was like, if I didn't know that this really happened, I would think you were shitposting. Yes. Because it was like, well, you saw the clip, right? Did yeah. you see the clip yeah. where it was like all like quickly, she's like, oh, I'm so in love, gender reveal, I'm so in love with our, my husband. Our, our new cable, which we're very proud of. Yes. Uh, it cut out. We missed like so much. It Yeah, the DVR didn't record all the way through. I listened to a couple different reviews of the show. Everybody... Somebody sent me that clip. Seemed, Zach at work sent me the clip and it was yeah. like, wow. The On a poll, that's how we got in this trouble in the first place. Ricochet was like, oh, well, not that I wouldn't, but like I didn't, but I would. And then like uh, Titus was like, mm -hmm. said something questionable. There was a lot of things that I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I'm this telling you, that Reddit very, post summed it all up, but I don't have it. This seems very Russo. This seems very Attitude Era. Because someone said, let's do a Maria, Maria Canales on a pole match. And that's someone goes, that's how we got into this in the first place. <laughs> I think that this feels like a punishment. It doesn't feel like it's in... Any fun. Any fun or anything like that. And that's, you know what, a lot of times... Um, There's nothing silly about it other than like, I like, guess it's like silly, but in a way that's kind of like, wait, what? And a who's the father storyline. And I feel like anyone involved, I'm like, oh, and then Rusev works on his body, gets in the best shape of his life. 
has this cool mustache and they bring him back as like, are you the father? Yeah, it's like, Which dude, I think is two birds, one stone. They're punishing two both couples. Both of them, yeah. For That's so whatever. weird. And when Michael Cole, this, I thought there were two very telling things. First of all, when Graves called him a beta cuck, I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Second of all, more so than that, there was a point where Michael Cole just goes, this guy's a loser. And he said it with some stank on it. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It that's felt weird... real. It just doesn't feel like like it's in any fun. Like, it reminds me of, like, in no. high school when everybody's, like, joking around about, like, bullying somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if they actually, like, do it and then it's not fun anymore. Where it was, like, the fun thing was talking about making that person pay. But then if you actually take steps toward being mean, it's like, oh, this was a bad idea from the beginning. We didn't need to be mean to anybody. And I could be totally reading into this as just a smarky smart wrestling fan with a podcast. And a, and a role of... Red yarn. But all of this seems, uh, from the announcer's point of view, specifically Graves and Cole, feels very, notice me, senpai. Am I doing a good job, Vince, burying this guy? Oh, that's it an interesting point. very much like I'm either doing the bidding of Vince, he's either telling me what to say, or, because first of all, Well, because if I you didn't know what to say, what would you say about that? I would just, like, I, honestly, if I got thrown in there, yeah. I would just be like, what is going on? Because I know somebody who used to work there and they would tell me stories about being on the plane with Vince and boy did Vince love when everyone made fun of JR. It was his oh, favorite no. thing. Uh-huh. Oh, notice me some Yes. And that's uh, so interesting. What a good thing to bring up. Sure. And when the, cause back in the day, um, there was a whole thing on Nitro and Russo. Russo was in charge and they did this character called Oklahoma, which was like a diss on JR. To the point where they were, they were even making fun of his Bell's palsy. It was bullshit. Jeez. But the guy who did it was a former writer for the WWE, and he would do that impression, and <sighs> and, and Vince loved it. Hey, I have a little um, piece of scoop. You do? It's pretty, like, guessable. But uh, when WWE sends out uh, communication about, hey, you're going to do, like, some extra work for us. Yeah. They have a little bullet point that is, like, for no reason will you approach Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, or Triple H. Of course. That just makes sense. But, like, I just love that they have yeah. to put that in there because, you know, like, hey, people are like, gotta take my shoot shot. my shot. Yep. That... <laughs> shoot my shot 2019. I feel like we're in the shoot my shot culture. No, it's either shoot my shot or get canceled. There's, like, yeah. I feel like we're hovering in this weird place where I'm like, Hey, maybe at some point everything will kind of regulate out to where everything doesn't have to be like, this is my chance or like, fuck you forever. It's like, it's a, it's a very turbulent time uh, because I think, I honestly think years from now, gen- future, like two future generations from now, they're going to look back at the internet from nowadays and be like, what the fuck? This is so backward and strange that everybody was screaming all the time for no reason, like mm-hmm. always. Yeah. But you know what? We soldier forth and we do our best. And and if you can remember to be kind instead of yell at a stranger on the internet, hey, that's uh, the more power to you. Sarah, as we record this episode on a beautiful Wednesday night here it in Chicago. It is gorgeous out. NXT just had its debut on the USA Network. It moved over for the second hour to the WWE Network. Double the ratings as, and viewings as soon as it moved to the network. You think so? Well, they could say that. I'm curious how the ratings are going to be for this. Yeah. But that brings us to a monumental decision we had to make. We sat at a boardroom table here on the With top floor Peter, of our apartment building. DJ, 
All the buddies. All the buddies. Every even Tom Arnold. Can I pl- can I please break this story? Can sure, I break Nathan. this story, please? Marty, hey everybody, are you okay it's me, Nathan from Nathan's Wrestling Review. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Nathan, go go do your thing. All right, thank you. Marty lost a little credibility calling that mud show this past weekend, but that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't realize you were in a anti mud show. I mean community. it was you know, I like my wrestling a little more serious. Yeah, but like you I'm a little more Bret Hart versus Jeff Hart. You know what I mean? I'm more, I'm more of a hit bad than the... Bret the, Hart versus Jeff Hart? I I think Bret Hart is a better wrestler than Jeff Hart, I thought you Sarah. said you'd like to see Bret Hart wrestle Jeff Hart. No! Absolutely not. I said no. No way. No thank you. Yeah. Anyway, may I proceed? Where's your buddy Gerbert? Gerbs? Yeah. Chilling. And would you like me to get him? Sure. Gerbs! I didn't think anybody would want me to come on the show. Well, Sarah wanted to. A lot of people complain about me. Yeah, well, you know what? They they probably have a lot going on in their lives that they're not happy about. That's why they complain about you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to do a quick tip of the hat of the week. Here we go. I want to do a sound effect when it's tip of the hat of the week. Okay. All right. Uh... Okay, Gerbs, we'll work on that one. I'm gonna, okay, well, better, 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 better. Getting there. Uh, tip of that of the week. Okay. Tip of the, Gerb, you're fucking up my flow. I'm going to be real honest with you, Gerb. I'm sorry, I mess up everything. No, 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 Gerb, 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 Gerb. I guess I'm just misbehaving. Okay, Gerb, I see what you did there. You brought it back to Sarah's song that she likes. All right, anyway, uh, I, I tweeted it earlier. Tip of the hat of the week to Marty. You got the, you got the number one album, uh, comedy album on iTunes. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, pretty good. There you well, go. I'm not allowed to listen to it. Sandy Patty won't let me and Penelope listen to it because we're too little. Well, when you're adults, they'll be waiting for you. All right, anyway, the big news, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outscoop everybody. I'm going to outscoop even Dave. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when NXT and AEW are both on Wednesday nights, uh, this podcast, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, uh, will be coming to your uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast feeds on Friday morning. Well, but I always listen on Thursdays when I have a special Garb. routine that Garb. I always do. Garb, when I'm going to yell at Marty and Sarah on Twitter and make them feel bad for days. Garb, listen, it's going to be okay. It's just going to make uh, the, that Friday go that by quicker, quicker. The, well, Fridays already go by fast. Thursdays are the days oh, that go Garb, by you're slow. Kill- tip of the hat of the W-E-A-K is to Gerb right now. Gerb, you're killing me, man. Well, at least I got some kind of award. It's the first award anyone's ever given me in my life. All right, Gerb. Well, you know, we're going to have to work on this because I, I felt like our, our continuity wasn't, we weren't on the same page like the... Well, it seems like you used to like me and I didn't change, but you did. Uh, you know, Gerbs, I'm just you're trying to... You're trying to look cool in front of Marty. Gerbs. When Marty's not around, you just think everything I say is fun. Gerb, I think you're great. You're... I, you're my tag team partner. You know what I mean. You're the you're the you're the you're the, you're the sweet stand of my beautiful Bobby. You're the hawk to my animal. You know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's well, nice of you to say. Gerbs, I'm, I'm just speaking the truth here, right? Let's just let's just talk. Let's just let's just cut. Let's, you're let's... you're my charity church mouse to my salty the singing songbook. Okay, I'm gonna think that's a good thing. I'm gonna think that's a good thing. You're my my Paul Diamond to my Pat Tadaka over here. Yeah, you're my uh, little talking donut to the donut man. Okay, well, you know what? Now you got me hungry talking about donuts. Let's head down to Stan's Donuts. I'm, I, I'm treating. I got paid yesterday. Well, I, I'm going to say a joke. Oh, yeah, okay. I stand there, donuts. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, I get it. That's okay. okay. If you're a big fan of somebody, you're a stan. Somebody told yeah. me I'm a Meltzer stan. I said, I'm a coworker. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. All right, Gerb. Gerb, you got anything to plug? Yeah, um, well, you can Google songs on the internet that are just relaxing. All right, there you go. You heard it here first. Gerbs likes relaxing songs. All right, there they go. <laughs> Did we all see them have a meltdown? I think so. There was a little uh, little rift there between yeah, the two. Yeah, but they left hand in hand. I got to tell you, I think it's so cute that Nathan and Gerbert hold hands. I do, too. I think Gerbert like, needs it. Yeah, Nathan acts like he's helping them. I think they're helping each other. I think it's just a... <laughs> hey, who rescued who? Who rescued who? And it's a Gerbert paw. Uh, or whatever his hand was He has called. like three uh, Muppet fingers. Yes. Four Muppet fingers. I don't know, Sarah. That's just, it's just what it is. Hey, speaking of who rescued who. Yeah. Peter is lovingly laying outside the bedroom door where we've locked DJ away like a princess in, cav- in capture. I think it looks like when you go to visit a prisoner in jail and you you have to go to that. Uh, to the glass. The visiting glass area and they're just touching you. No touching. That's no when touching. the guards yell that. Yeah, he's trying to reach under the door. So like my man Gerbert uh, announced, once this whole AEW live No, Nathan on... announced it. Don't get it oh, twisted. Oh, Ger- yeah, Gerbert just... Gerbert just uh, was mad was about shit. it. Which, you know what? It's, there's no ideal time for anything. Ugh, I don't but, know how uh, Nathan hangs out with that dude. I'm telling you. Cantankerous. <laughs> he's cantankerous. Yeah. Anyway, we will be debuting uh, our new time slot. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hitting it up. It's going to be... We're going to get this bad boy to you. The first week of October. Duper. Yes. That first Friday. Super duper early. It's going to be waiting for you when you wake up in the morning. I know some of you. I think what what the plan is, is we'll just uh, publish as soon as it's done. And that usually means middle of the night, uh, the night that we record, which will be uh, middle of the night, early morning on Thursdays. Yeah, we're fucking night owls. You know what I mean? We stay up all night. Yeah, we're night owls. We're night owls. We stay up all night. Are you excited for that first SmackDown? October 4th on Fox, Brock will take on Kofi. Yeah, I uh, was excited to see Beard Brock. I knew you would. I love Viking Brock. Viking Brock is back in full effect. He's got a little more on the top. Mm-hmm. A, a little higher hair. A little higher His hair. His hair grows like up. It grows up, and not only did he have it higher, but he's got it more mohawky. Yeah. And he's got that beard. Man, I don't know what this dude's shaving every day for. He looks so I cool with that beard. I love Brock with a beard. That's my favorite you know Brock Lesnar. I'd like to think Fox said, Brock, we want the beard. You know what would be crazy? What? And it's probably never going to happen. But if you had the Viking experience, boys, yeah. and then Brock is their Viking leader, yeah. and they just flank him on either side with their brown hair and his blonde hair, and they put him in an old tunic, oh, I would love it. I bet he loves that. I would love it. Do you think Brock will win the title? No problem. Yeah. I mean, if they want to make Kofi a super duper duper star, he can beat Brock, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're happen. going to. I think they've been thinking for a little while it's time for a change. And when they think it's time for a change, that usually means better get Brock back in the mix. And he's a big star, so yeah. uh, it's smart to give him the title to be like, whoa, this is what I'm in for. Brock's going to win every week. It's like, well, no, but welcome to the show. But, I mean, he hasn't wrestled on regular TV in... This ain't regular TV. Wow, this is yeah, Fox, I know. baby. I know. It's going to be interesting to see how it changes everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Bearded Brock is back, or Viking Brock, as Sarah calls him, mm-hmm. is back. A lot of people are back. The Authors of Pain cut a cool promo. Luke Harper's back. Dude, I love seeing Luke Harper being I feel a like badass. we're almost at this point where it's like, okay, the holding pattern is off. We're going to do 
uh, an episode or two on Fox. Then we're going to do the draft. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to be number one overall in the draft on that SmackDown Live episode? What do you mean, like, number one, like, first to go I, or, well, like, biggest? Smack, the first night, Sir. Peter has an opinion, the first <laughs> the first night of the draft is going to be on SmackDown, so I assume SmackDown will get the number one pick. Do you oh. think it's Becky? Do you think she's number one? I would love it if Becky were number one. I think one. she's number one. Yeah. I think she'll be number one. Um, I would love that. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would be number two. You know it would be funny, though, if number one, they were, like, Kane. And it was like, I mean, oh, okay. He beat everybody up on Raw, so yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt that happening. A lot of people were bummed that the tag champs uh, for Raw and SmackDown were just crushed. crushed. I mean, crunched. Every once in a while, you think like, "Hey, that was great. They're really getting on track here." And then they just switch it. And then they just say, "No, no, no. We've got to make 50. We've got to make Braun look strong again." I have a theory yes. that the WWE has two equally powerful boards of directors and they're just never in agreement. So they got to give a win to Charlotte, then a win to Sasha, I mean, then a win to tag teams, then a win to a single person. I've always, even as a kid, I always hated when a tag team was made to look so silly by a, a top wrestler. Yeah, because it's like, again, there are two people versus one. So even if there's like, it's the same thing like people always complain about in movies where the hero can fight off like 12 bad guys at a time. And it's like, bad guys you can't be this disorganized if there's yeah. one man you but by power of numbers you should be able to you know thwart and it's cool when they think through that in a smart way and it's yes. believable but most of the time it's like people like just kind of waiting to get their shot in now i don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy here sarah but isn't that what you're becoming but back in my day <laughs> tag teams were respected and you know what was even better about back in my day not only were tag teams respected and treated with respect, but every once in a while, a member of a tag team would wrestle a top-ranking singles wrestler, sometimes for a title, mm -hmm. and almost win that title. And then you know what would happen? Down the line, that tag team would break up, and one of those wrestlers, not always both, but usually one, would go on to be a big fucking star. Yeah, like I don't think there should be a division between like tag team wrestling is different than singles wrestling they're just wrestlers they're just it's the same as they're tennis doubles than. and singles players you even know? more so than you know if you're gonna make the cruiserweights look less than sometimes it's like all right bronze big and you know drew gulak is is smaller than him and mm -hmm. if you need him to kill him even though he's the champ i don't like it but fine but the idea that bobby Roode is now less than because he's in a tag team i don't know they weren't treating him awesome to begin with but like right that to me is just kind of like man i don't i don't like that on it's that. just like because the energy of a tag match is different than the energy of a singles match and it's like saying that you know like a stand-up comedy is better than sketch comedy where yes. it's like well they're two different things that are in the same genre of work and uh if you have both on a show then that's kind of an exciting show and i don't know what the revivals deal is i mean you know Chances are they'll probably just stay with WWE because they're going to offer them a gazillion dollars. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the Revival and I love tag team wrestling, which in every account they do, mm -hmm. and you just get treated like that and you're like, well, you know what? You know what? Maybe, Maybe I'll go yeah. have a little fun over there in AEW the, where um, tag team wrestling is treated as a... Do you saw the brackets come out? I did. Yeah. Interesting. The brackets are a little... They're interesting. They're, they're a little lopsided. I feel like there's more... 
heavy-duty teams on the Bucks side. Interesting. But, you know. I was excited about all the pre-matchups that I saw. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it's know. going to be a real fun tournament. Yeah. Can't wait. Who do you got Who do you got, uh, walking out with the tag titles? Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. That would be wild. I don't think I would start with them. No, but I would give them uh I would give them some like impressive yes. kicks. And I would have them be the almost, almost, almost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. team. And maybe have them like get screwed over by a scarier team and mm-hmm. then um Yeah, I don't know. I'm also rooting for the best friends and yes. Orange Cassie. I like all the silly billies. Listen, you know, I'm telling you, let's get into some AEW stuff here. Yeah. Um it appears they're calling the show Dynamite. The Wednesday show? Wednesday Night Dynamite. Someone showed a screen cap and it said Dynamite. I don't know. I'm okay with that. Wednesday Night Dynamite? Didn't you say that that's what it could have been earlier? Well, it was going to be Tuesday Night Dynamite. Oh. Well, but all the days of the week rhyme. I guess they do because you just say day. Yeah. Or night. Night and Dynamite. Hey, all the days ending in a Y are days I'm having a good time with you. (sighs) Fuck yeah, dog. So, I have to say, they have a new series called Road to AEW on TNT. Mm -hmm. They just dropped the third episode with MJF being a real shit, but on both, King in the castle on uh, two of those episodes already, MJF is pissed off the entire D and D community. By the way, we'll get to that. Okay, uh, but in these episodes, both Sammy Guevara and Riho, they do little profiles on them that make them seem so important. She's the sweetest. Yeah, she's adorable. Uh, Sammy Guevara, who. You know, as soon as you see him and you hate him instantly, which is a great quality to have as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But you really see like, oh, man, this kid's awesome. And dude, every time I've had like I'll see him in the ring like back in the day at AW and be like, oh, this guy's such a shit. And then you like talk to him backstage and you're like, oh, you're the freaking coolest. I know. But what I think about both of them, what I think about both of them is they're young. They're so young. Yeah. They have so such young. like careers. And ahead you know of what them. they're going to do, Sarah? They're going to appeal to the teens, which well, I'm teens very excited like about. Seeing people that are closer to their age they, than like, yeah, and they, they just watch a bunch of adults doing stuff over and over. Right. Like, they both look so young, mm-hmm. and like NXT's got great wrestlers, but like, I, I mean, I think Keith Lee is amazing, but Keith Lee is not like, hey, he's like me, a young guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's I, more if I'm, like if I'm Cash and I'm watching NXT and I see like Keith Lee. I mean, even like. I forgot. I mentioned Adam. Someone keeps going. Why do you keep saying Adam Cole? Like Adam Cole's like a dude in his like late twenties. I'm like, okay, I know, but you know what I'm saying. But, but like, yeah, yeah. You see an MJF. You see a Jungle Boy. You see Sammy Guevara. You see Riho. These are young people. And you see a uh, Jungle Boy being taken care of by a slightly older man dinosaur. Yeah, and that's like the best of having a pet and a father, right? You, you know, have Marco stunt. Like these, are, I'm telling you, these. Yep. The teens I tell me things, I think as a kid, Sarah. I would like... The teens trust me. They tell me stuff. I yes. flip the chair around backwards. Yep. You I sit, sit like a cool guy. And I say, let's rap about wrestling. And they go, we like wrestlers who look like us. Yes. And you watch those Road to TNT episodes. They just did the one with MJF where, yeah, he went in on, on Brandon Cutler and the... Uh, and the um, Dungeons, and, Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons and stuff. Dude, it's so funny because like a lot of these Dungeons and Dragons people are like, I don't know anything about wrestling, but this guy's being really yes. mean. And uh, Liz Anderson put out a tweet that was basically like, 
hey, this is kind of like this guy's persona. Oh, she she mansplained MJF. Dude, you to know everybody? what was so funny though? Because she was like, she was like, uh, one. He's like, this is kind of his character, but also like keep dunking on him because yeah. he yelled at me that I was a bad performer and writer at that AW show. Oh, that's right. And then she goes, but I heard he's a nice guy in person. I said, Liz, are you protecting the business? He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of garbage, Liz. There's Protect nothing the redeeming about him. If you've ever talked to him one on one, he's the same guy. But what's wild is you watch that show. And the amount of TV time or or YouTube time that they're giving him mm-hmm. is like unprecedented for a young guy. Piece of the pie. I mean, but it's wild. You remember though, every promotion that MJF went to, yeah, including MLW, yes. where it's tough to get mic time. Sure. Like I feel like that it's very like event, event, event. He got a mic in every promotion that he was booked yep. in, which is like that's that's. A special kind of talent. There are certain people, MJF, Jeff Hart, you know what I mean, who just <laughs> you give them a mic and they they captivate people. They know people. what to they do. They know what to do. And there are plenty of people who aren't given mics who maybe should. But there was something about MJF that every promotion he went to, he got put on the mic, and he got put on the mic immediately at AW. And remember, we were kind of like, "Who's this guy? Who's this dude?" Yeah. And uh, then great. we were like, "Wow, he's uh, amazing." Too bad he's such a bad dude. Too bad he's a real turd. Yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, hey, his, uh, his fathers are very nice men. Yes, they're both very nice gentlemen. Uh, and you'll be able to hear all that when that audio drops. Yes. Uh, I was unable to see any of the New Japan stuff this weekend, this past weekend. So please, please, please let me know Tell the matches that I have to see. I know that the Ibushi... And Kenta match was fantastic. Did you see the John Moxley comments? I was just going to ask you about that. With John Moxley goes, I hate Kota Bushi. He's got perfect hair and great traps. He goes, Do you know how hard I have to work for these mediocre traps and this bad haircut? I love it, dude. He's so funny. So I was listening to the Observer, and everybody now, whether it's Okada, Ibushi. And Naito, everyone's saying that they're going to walk out of Wrestle Kingdom with both the Intercontinental and the New Whoa. Japan title. Which, and the way that Meltzer said it, he's like, well, the way Meltzer said it, it sounds like they're going to do like Okada Ibushi night one, and the winner of that will take on Naito night two or something. Like, oh, wow. I don't know how these dudes are going to wrestle like back to back four or five star matches. It's going to be, Dude. I mean, but if anyone can do it, it's, it's... Freaky Ibushi or Okada. Dude, that's going to be amazing. That's Wrestle Kingdom in January? They're doing a two-nighter. So it's going to be the fourth and fifth. I should take work off. You're going to have to take that whole week off, Sarah. Your sleep schedule is going to be thrown in disarray. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Disarray of Sunshine loves doing a podcast with you. There you go. This episode portion of the show called Wrestling Confessions is brought to you by Marty's album, trending number one on the iTunes comedy charts, live from Parts Unknown. Oh, Sarah, you're too sweet. I just love it. First of all, I want to tell everybody or say to everybody, thank you for for letting us uh, talk about 
that and just stuff going on. I know Our own get, personal I know, things. I know we didn't hit uh, every uh, wrestling company super hard this week, but I, I appreciate you letting us uh, indulge in a, a little bit. You know, uh, all we're wrestling podcasters, but we're people too, and we appreciate the interest you take in our lives. We're people first. All right, here we go. Dearest Marty and Sarah. Dearest. My immediate apologies for taking so long to disclose this confession. <laughs> I'll try to be brief. Apologies in advance, if not. Cute. During the Attitude Era, Pittsburgh was a regular stop for the WWE. That's where I was born. Then known as the WWF. Being in my teens and not having a driver's license, it always resulted in my dad having to take me to shows. He was pretty familiar with the big names, but not necessarily interested in watching it on TV. But enjoyed a night out with his son and a few beers to go along with it. Mm. He even had a friend who worked for the now-gone Mellon Arena. That must have been Melon. Melon it must have been Melon Bank. Okay, because that was a Pittsburgh bank. Oh yeah, I get my I get my money in the melon. In the melon. That was probably like their commercial. Like trust the melon. Trust the melon. We used to have a uh, Melon Bank. Uh, that was one of our accounts. I remember getting money in Melon Bank envelopes from my grandpa. There you go. Yeah. His friend was an usher who would take us from our less expensive seats to a lower level area where he often stationed. Fast forward to the release of the Sable Playboy. Oh, I remember oh. that. Oh. I remember walking into the kitchen with my mom and dad. Uh, I, I remember walking into the kitchen while my mom and dad were having a conversation. He looked to be headed out, so I quickly interrupted with a, Hey, Dad, guess who's on this month's Playboy? <laughs> Before he could even reply, I shouted out, Sable! <laughs> this caught his attention. He looked at my mom and said, I'll be right back. I went back to my business around the house, and then after a while, I returned to the kitchen to see my dad leaning against the kitchen counter looking at the Playboy. <gasps> He had immediately went down the street and picked up a copy. What a mark! I timidly walked in his direction where he immediately closed it and said, Sorry, you can't see this, before handing it to me with a smile. Aww, (laughs) sorry you can't see this. I told my buddies at school the next day. All were praising my dad for being so cool about it. That is like a very cool dad move. And they said they all wanted to come over to take a look at it and share in the glory of Sable's nude photos. (laughs) Sorry, this is so long, but I just no! had to share how cool my dad is. Your buddy Chuck. Chuck, let me tell you. That was so cool. Your dad is the coolest in the world. You know, I have a memory of around eighth grade, we were all getting wild and we would go play flashlight tag, but yeah. it always turned into spin the flashlight and oh, then we'd yeah. be all yacked up and didn't know what to do. So we all went over to this kid David's house and he just showed us all the porno magazines that he had. Mm-hmm. And we were being such like girls. Like I remember being like, oh, this is so crazy. Like I didn't even know what some of this stuff looked like. And like trying to be like real fun, but also like just trying to absorb every naked body that I could possibly see and, yeah. you know, put them into scenarios later. <laughs> Draw them later. Yeah. Yeah. I played um, Spin the Flashlight and I had a crush on this boy, Tim. And we had the rule that, like, the first time you land, you kiss on the hand, then on the cheek, then on the mouth, because there weren't that many of us. And I lucked out, and I got all three with this guy, Tim, that I had such a crush on. And at the last minute when I went in to kiss him on the mouth, he pulled up his winter scarf. Oh, no. And then I hit the scarf, and he was like, yeah, I'm sick. And then if that wasn't painful enough, two days later, my friend's sat me down and they were like just so you know tim doesn't like you so and i was like cool now that i know that i don't like him either oh sarah 
We'll play flashlight tag when we get home from the show tonight. Hey, thanks, bud. Oh, I don't like that at all. But you know what? What? If I had ended up with him, where would we be? Oh, that's true. I'm so glad that it didn't work out, but uh, it would be nice to go up back and tell eighth grade me like, hey, don't worry. You'll be kissing the coolest comedian, number one chart topping star oh, okay. in about 20, Stop. 20 years. You're embarrassing me. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, no! Merry Christmas, everybody. Sarah. Sarah. No, it's me. Oh, Ruth. I came back. Ruth. Santa, do you think it's wrong to raise awareness? Ruth, I think you're up to some bullshittery, (laughs) if I'm being honest with you. but I'm on the fun naughty list. Mm, This sounds like the fun scammer list. I'm just a big fan of yours. Well, Ruth. I love your corner at Cracker Barrel. Oh, thank you very much. I teleported back just to tell you. You know, my wife wife curates that section of Cracker Barrel. With our merch, as they say in the biz. Yes. Well... Oh, go ahead, Ruth. Go ahead, go ahead, Ruth. You, I didn't want to interrupt you. I just want to say blessings to you. Oh, blessings and to thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Ruth, you're getting kind of southern I'm right now. Such a big fan of yours. A wonderful southern alien Jezebel. Capacity. Okay. Uh, that was weird that that happened. Whoa, what's her deal? Santa. Yeah? It's so good to see oh, you. Oh, it's good to be seen. Are you here because it's fall? You know what? I just want to do, uh, say what's up to everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to Why tell... don't you wish, um, DJ Accident Report, uh, happy Halloween. Oh, DJ Accident Report. I know you like spooky, spooky holidays like Halloween, but you know what? We have some fun over on Christmas, so I know you might be listening right now, and hopefully you're real high on the train or something, and you'll think, is this really happening? Well, guess what, DJ? It is really happening. And I want you to just open your heart and embrace the holiday season. Maybe... Marty and Sarah will send you one of those nice Christmas sweaters they sell at a, a place like Target or one of those very fancy places they sell clothing Balenciaga. at. Yes. And then we'll send it to you and then you can take a picture of it and you can look mm, crabby and I don't like this, but deep down I'll know you've got the Christmas spirit <laughs> in you because I watch everybody. Wow. Yeah. Even the nobodies. Even the nobodies. Especially the nobodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa. Yes. Are you excited about all the gifts of wrestling on cable television? Listen. That, that was a reason enough for us to get cable. If you're thinking that, you know, uh, a lot of these cable companies are real eager to get everybody oh, back from the streaming networks. You know, they're sorry they messed up. Yeah. They got a little greedy, and then all these cord cutters came along and said, we don't need you anymore. It's like Toys R Us, you yeah, know? Yeah, they got they a were, little... They were king shits of fuck mountain, and then all of a sudden Walmart and Target are like, hey, we'll sell those toys cheaper. And then Toys R Us was like, oh, dang, what am I going to do? Sorry, Kevin Aldridge sent me a podcast to listen to about Toys R Us. Anyway. Kevin wh- Aldridge sent you yeah, Santa again? Me, of all people, Santa. That's nice. Anyway. Listen, everybody, there's going to be a whole lot of wrestling, and much like I deliver toys, this delivery, uh, this podcast, rather, will be delivered to you on a Friday instead of a Thursday. And you know what? That sounds pretty cool to me. TGIF Santa Claus. Oh! You know we always get a little worried about change, and we want people to feel comfortable, and we want to be empathetic to the way things always have been. Absolutely. But I think... 
the costs, the benefits outweigh the costs because we'll get to cover more wrestling and we'll try to release earlier in the morning so that way there you the go. commuters can get their fix. And big shout out to one of our buddies at the $5 Wrestling. I peeked through the window to watch and somebody <laughs> had a Santa shirt on. Oh, and I oh, saw a Brad shirt in there And a Brad well. to boot. It's really nice when we see. Somebody said that they felt that the um, buddy shirt was almost like a beacon to find other it fun, is. nice wrestling if fans. If you see a buddy with a wrestling heart shirt or any of the other Russo-ass shirts these kids sell <laughs> over there on their t-shirt company website, go ahead and go up to them and go, hey, I'm a buddy too. And guess what? You've got a friend, maybe even just for that event or maybe for life. Wow. Who knows? All right. I feel like I've said too much. I know you guys need to wrap this up. You've got a big night ahead of you. Marty's album release party. Oh, I love parties. Oh, Santa, you'll have to peek in through no, the window. Oh, I will. You're too big of a celebrity. You'll steal focus from the stage. And but... Santa looked through the windows as boys and girls were drinking their white claws. <laughs> Marty raised a shot of Patron and said, Thank you all for coming and to all a good night. Oh. Good night, everybody. This is the MLW Radio Network.